Well, welcome to the Speak With People podcast. My name is Jason Rates, and I'm so excited you are joining us today. Whether you communicate one-on-one, from a stage, to a team, or from behind the screen, this podcast exists to inspire you, encourage you, challenge you to become a healthy communicator. We really believe that healthy communication is oxygen. And when you grab hold of communicating in healthy ways, you really will change your world for the better. Well, today I'm so excited because we start a brand new series on the Speak With People podcast called Speaking From Behind a Screen. I don't know if you've noticed, but more and more communication in 2023 is communicating from behind a screen, whether a phone, a camera, your computer screen with your webcam. And so how do I communicate online effectively? Communicating is already uh, crazy enough, but now we've got to learn how to communicate in healthy ways from behind a screen. And technology is just going to keep advancing and we're going to be communicating more and more from our screen. So can anyone truly speak with people across screens? And more specifically, can anyone build an online platform to share stories and build influence and draw people together to build businesses? Well, the answer to those questions will probably surprise you. And we're going to do this series for four weeks, and I hope that you'll join in each week as we dive into a different topic. Well, today, though, we're going to dive into this idea of building online platforms and how to draw people together around a common message. And I'm I'm so geeked. We just talked offline for probably 20 minutes. We could probably talk all day because I've just admired our guest for years. I followed his YouTube channel. I mean, literally, my kids know his voice because his YouTube channel has been on uh, our TV so much in our home. I just want to really welcome Lane Sebring to the Speak With People podcast. Thanks for being here, Lane. Jason, man, thank you. Well, first of all, thanks for that intro. That's like the kindest intro that I've had uh, so far this week. And uh, really, really appreciate what you're doing. I love the vision of Speak With People. Love what you're doing this podcast. And I'm super pumped to get get going. Ah, thank you. Well, hey, before we jump into this conversation, you know, as we're going to talk about having our own space online and building, you know, kind of our niche and our own platform, I'd love for you to tell our listeners just a little bit more about yourself, your story, who you are, your family, anything that you really want to you really want to share with us. Yeah, so I'm married. My wife and I, my wife Rachel and I, have been married for 12 years now. We have four kids, all girls, ages eight and under, eight, all seven, right. five, three. Um, and so, and a golden retriever. So he's somewhere around here. He might pop in in a minute. Um, and we live in Florida, uh, in the northwest, uh, kind of uh, Emerald Coast of Florida. If you're familiar with that part of Florida. And I was a pastor for 15 years. That was kind of what I did in my like normal standard career. Felt mm. a very strong calling to be a pastor. Uh, did that with everything I had to give it. Along the way, I started my first brand, uh, which was called Preaching Donkey. And we could talk about that. I don't know how far you want me to get down that path. But today what I do is I lead a, a coaching organization for pastors called Preaching Donkey, where I help pastors with their communication and then I also have a personal brand that's just my name, Lane Sebring, where I help people build online businesses around mm. their skills and pass- passions. So between those two things and my family, that's about what I do and who I am. I love it. And I, I have seen your golden retriever in, uh, in some videos before. I mean, he, he, no offense. He does steal the, he does steal the show sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> So take us back. Why did you originally get started with 
speaking behind screens, you know, being online. What what kind of got you over to that place? Yeah, so it didn't start as a kind of face-to-camera YouTube channel online courses situation. It really started as a blog way mm. back in 2014. I read, well, if we back up even further, back to 2012, I read a book by Michael Hyatt called Platform. Oh, it yeah. It was called How to Get Noticed and Annoyed. Do you remember that book? Oh, yeah. And he laid out kind of a path for how to develop a platform for anyone with something to say or sell. Mm. Now, it's interesting. So that's the subtitle of that book was anything for something this, uh, how to do it if you have something to say or sell. And I remember, I remember being somewhat offended and <laughs> intimidated by the idea of selling. I thought, no, that's not me. I don't want to sell. I do have something to say. So I'll build a platform and it, it was a way to kind of scratch this itch of wanting to influence mm. people. And this was before like influencer became a thing. It was more of like actual influence that I wanted to have. So I majored in communication in college and then I went to seminary, which is like a master's program for pastors. I, I would imagine most people probably know that, but if you don't, it's a master's program for pastors. And I learn how to bore everyone with the Bible. So I... <laughs> I had this kind of knowledge and training in how to actually connect and communicate with people for my undergrad. Mm. And then sermon preachings, uh, sermons and preaching were taught in such a clinical, stilted kind of here's the way to make your seminary prof proud when you preach. But it didn't connect in a way that I felt was human. Mm. So I created Preaching Donkey really as just I just started writing a blog post every Tuesday, putting it out, saying, here's my thoughts on. How long should a sermon be? How to start a sermon, you know, for maximum impact. Let's look at what this pastor is doing that's working. Let's look at what that pastor is doing that's working. And to my surprise, it started to grow. Back in those days, I was really growing it on Twitter. And I started to grow this following of people. It got syndicated to different places like, you know, Sermon Central, Church Leaders, Pastors.com reached out. And so all of a sudden, this little project that I never thought anybody would see became something that was starting to grow. Yep. And around that time, I started thinking, you know, I really want to write a book. Hmm. And a lot of people want to write a book because they have a, a message that they want to get out. For me, I wanted my name on a book. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wanted. And so um, there was more to it than that. But sure, sure, know, sure. I'm Enneagram 3 and an ENTJ and just... Uh -huh. You know, the performance aspect of like, look, that book, it has my name on it and people buy it. Um, <laughs> so that was something that that I wanted. And it was also just kind of the challenge of like, OK, I, I didn't even like writing papers in high school or college. <sighs> but could I write a 40,000 word book that people would actually find valuable? It's like a personal challenge and everything. So I wrote that first book, Preaching Killer Sermons. And to, to my surprise, yes, there it is. That, there it is. It. I have it. <laughs> to my surprise, uh, it it became a number one bestseller in its category on wow. Amazon. And it stayed that way. There, I have a screenshot, several screenshots of where my book was number one, and then number two was Communicating for a Change by Andy Stanley, and number three was Preaching by by um, uh, Tim Keller. Tim Keller. Now, oh, granted, my. Granted, those books had been out a while, so it's not a sure. fair comparison, but sure. I still relished in that moment. Um <laughs> And I can always now say that I'm an Amazon number one bestseller. Yep. So what that did is it, it all of a sudden, the, the, little, the little website that I had, the blog, it started to grow a lot more, a lot, lot quicker. 
So at the same time, I started to think about like, okay, what else can I do? So I started a podcast with it. Um, and then I wrote a, another book in 2019 called Become a Preaching Ninja. And so my path started to change. My mind started to change from just this experiment to I started to get into like the online business world because I got over my uh, hesitancy towards selling because I was a pastor. And as a pastor with a small family, uh, you you need other sources of income, especially now. This was true then. It's true, especially now. It's very difficult to make ends meet unless you're the lead pastor of a mega church and you have a massive platform. Then you right. know, if you're not making a lot of money, you're doing it wrong. But for most of us, we have, you know, like we're just nobody wants to nobody wants to feel like they're paying their pastor too much. Right. So most people solve that problem by paying them way less than they should. <laughs> and so, so everybody's conscience is eased, but that guy really struggles. And so I started to think like, okay, how can I, how can I like make money on the side and still have this really high stress job that encompasses a lot of my life? And the way to solve that problem, it had to be passive. I had to mm. figure out ways to use this brand to make money apart from my direct input of time. So yep. this led me down a path of researching YouTube, yeah. taking courses, trying every possible thing. And I and everything I tried taught me something. Not everything had a direct correlation back to Preaching Donkey, but all of it kind of helped me understand what do I like? What am I good at? Around this time, I went ahead and got a, I started a YouTube channel and I actually was hesitant about, so this is where the screens come in. So I'm finally answering your question. Um, but <laughs> Where, where uh, I was hesitant about YouTube for a long time. And the reason why was because I knew that at some point I wanted to make online courses where I was going to be on video. And I thought, well, if I have a YouTube channel where I'm teaching stuff on video, then who's going to buy my courses and why would they if... And this was a complete misunderstanding. I did not understand the, the role that content plays in the process of selling and marketing your overall, you know, product suite, your courses, your coaching, all that. YouTube ended up being the major catalyst more than my book, more than my podcast, more than the blog. It was the thing that grew that brand, drove more people into my email list and has resulted in way more revenue because in 2019 I released my first course, uh, Killer Sermons Academy which is kind of like my first book, but supercharged and put into a holistic flagship course. Yep. Then I released another course in 2020 called, um, or 2021 called uh, Preaching Jumpstart. Then I just released a third one called the Strategic Leadership Bundle. And I did a membership site for for a while. Hmm. Uh, I did it I did it for a year and I we, we can get into that. I ended up killing it because I, did, I didn't like it for a few reasons, but it was like a ongoing coaching community that people could join. Wow. And so between those things, the, the courses and all that kind of stuff, and uh, the coaching that I do with, with pastors, typically what that looks like is sermon evaluations. Um, that's preaching donkey. And then in 2020 is when I started the, the brand that we're kind of interacting with right now, my personal brand, where I teach people. I kind of take the, the aggregate of everything I've learned, all the mistakes I've made, what's worked, what hasn't, mm. and I share and help people along the way. Man almighty. I mean, that's just, that's just incredible. What's it been like though? I mean, just to see it kind of come to fruition. I mean, did you ever think five years ago, well, Hey, we'll just, 
because I remember following your story online. Not that I'm a stalker or anything. No, but I remember yeah. you guys like got back from vacation and you're like, ah, let's let's move to Florida. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, like, have did you ever in your wildest dreams see that it would come to fruition for where now you're building two successful brands? You have this online platform and you're able to do these things and help other people. You know, y yes and no. Like, I remember. The, the, the short answer is no, because there's always doubt. There was always mm. this kind of like, but I remember watching uh, like Pat Flynn of Smart Passive Income. And I was working at the time at a church in DC, great church, great people. But because I got to that church when I was 22 as like an assistant youth pastor, actually they called me an assistant youth director because I wasn't ordained yet. Then I got ordained, started glowing in the dark. They called me the youth pastor at that point. <laughs> and then uh, I became the next generation's pastor. And then I was the young adults pastor. Then I was the associate pastor. Well, I was there from 22 to 32. Because I was so young when I came in, my pay never caught up to the position I was in. So I was overseeing people who were making more than me. Um, and it, so it was a very frustrating experience. But and I forgot what I was getting at with that. Something about um, uh, something, something seeing you it asked. come to fruition. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's right. So Pat Flynn. So I remember me and my brother-in-law would sit around and talk about Pat Flynn's income reports because at the time he was doing these income reports every month, where he's making a hundred thousand dollars a month from Bluehost <laughs> affiliate, and he's making seventy thousand dollars a month from podcast sponsorships, and and I'm looking at that going, I can. I'm barely making like 60,000 a year in DC, which was insanely expensive. And I had a family and I'm just going, gosh, if there's a way for me to do this, I have to figure this out. Like I, I have to. And what I thought back then was I'm going to be a pastor forever. That's a done deal. But I don't, I don't have to be a strapped to the wall, financially struggling pastor. And I, I even thought, well, maybe one day I can get to the point where I can work for free Yep. And, um, and I could just kind of make my money somewhere else. Yep. And so in some ways I did envision it, but you mm. never know how it's going to turn out. So in June of 2020, COVID happened or COVID happened, you know, March of 2020. Well, by June, we were starting to kind of go back to the office, go back to in-person services. I was working in Tennessee at, at the time at a, a multi-site church there. I was the executive pastor. I was going to have to take over one of our campuses because one of our campus pastors was leaving. And so I was going to have to have my role plus the campus pastor role uh, and no pay, no extra pay, which is kind of nice. Um, and so, and I'm not saying anything bad about them. I'm just saying that's just the way it always works. And so that right there was the point at which my wife and I said, this was three years ago, at, you know, June of 2020, we said, now is the time. And I knew my kind of parameter was I I can't be a campus pastor. I'm not built for that. There's way too much um, like caring for people. I know that sounds terrible, but it's just I'm not wired that way to be like a pastoral presence in people's lives. Gosh, this sounds so terrible to say this out loud. It's just it's not the way God wired me. I was I was great at like executive leadership, not so great at the kind of um, leading with with the people, um, and so. I knew at that moment, it's like, okay, it's now or never. Like if I, if I play it safe and just stay here and do this job that I'm not really equipped for and probably will fail at, I could, I can fake it till I make it and probably make it happen and just be miserable and poor <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or, or I, I can take a risk 
Yep. And, and that's what I did. I really felt like that was what the Lord was leading us to do. So that was June of 2020. This business, Preaching Donkey, um, mm-hmm. and this business had just gotten started. It wasn't making any money. Preaching Donkey was making 1800 a month, mm. which which is not enough to support a family of five at the time and now right. six. So we we just said, okay, this is what we're going to do. And so I became very passionate about not starving to death. And so when you ask me, yeah. do, did you foresee being able to just up and move to Florida, travel when I want, have, you know, have plenty of money coming in? I just, my vision was if I can just survive, that would be awesome. If yeah. I can just not go back to having a job and a boss and a schedule that's imposed on me by someone else, yep, I'm as happy as a clam. Even if that meant just sixty thousand a year and I just barely get by, if I'm free, then great, right? Um, and it's turned out to be way more than that, and uh, the freedom has been, you know, more than I could have imagined. So, I, wow, I love that, and just being able to follow your journey and and learn from your journey and learn from. The videos that you do put up on your channels has been awesome. But let me just, you know, let me let me sit in the seat of like the skeptic for a second. But but really, can anybody do this? Like, how can anyone build an online platform or, you know, go online and be able to, you know, talk about, speak about, project their message? Is this something that literally anyone can do? I think um, I know most people say, yes, Absolutely. Not everybody wants to, not everybody is going to have the, the desire and the, and the passion. So I, I, there was a time where I would have said, yes, absolutely. Everyone can. What I would say now is that anyone who wants to badly enough can, Yeah. there are no gatekeepers to this. No one is, no one cares enough about you to keep you from going after your goals. And so the, the, the biggest barrier that people have, well, two things, number one, most people don't understand or recognize that mm. they're actually really skilled at something and that skill is unique to mm. them. Not everybody shares that skill. I spend a lot of my time helping my clients and people who subscribe to me and follow me over at Lane Sebring. I help a lot of people try to understand what do I know? What have I done? What are my experiences, my passions, my skills that are unique to me that someone else would want to know, someone else would want to learn, someone else would benefit from. Yep. I'll tell you this, when I when I started preaching donkey, I almost didn't pull the trigger. And the reason why is mm. because I went to Google and I looked for preaching resources. I knew about preaching rocket. They were huge. Yep. Um mm-hmm. and you know, uh Graham Casey's thing. And so I kind of set them aside like, okay, th- that that's a totally different category. I'm not even gonna try to compete with them. Yep. But who else is out there? And I found a website called Pro Preacher. Ended up being a friend. His name is Brandon Hilgeman, uh, lives in uh, Phoenix. Great guy. But I remember going on his site and going, crap, someone's already done it. I can't yep. do it. And I almost didn't pull the trigger on that first post because I thought the idea was already taken. What I didn't realize is that there are people who are going to resonate with Brandon over at Pre- uh, Pro Preacher who are not going to resonate with me. But there's yep. also people who are going to resonate with me who are not going to resonate with him. And there's people who are going to like us both. The, 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 the point of it is all of us have something to share. Yeah. All of us have a unique set of skills, experiences, and, and things to draw on. And so in the online space, really what it's about is developing mm-hmm. a connection with your audience. And it's, it's not just about sharing, here's how to do stuff. It's about sharing, here's 
here's how here's how I've done it. Here's how you can do it. It's about empowering people. It's about building rapport that that I that trifecta of know, like, and trust, where they know you, they like you, they trust you, and anyone can do that. And I've worked with people in a million different niches, people who train dogs that want to take that online and help people through online courses, yep. people who used to be teachers that now want to tutor online, people who do <laughs> homeschooling and they do it really well and they want to teach other people how to do homeschooling. I was talking to a therapist yesterday who is got on Kajabi and she's got a whole suite of courses for people who are kind of trying to fix parts of their uh, life. <laughs> Every possible thing you can imagine people have done lawn care, anything. And, and the problem is going back to your question, can anyone do this? I think the biggest thing is people need to recognize that they have a skill. The second yeah. biggest yeah. thing is they actually have to execute on their plans. This is Jason. This is the biggest issue. I, I think it is the biggest issue that keeps people from achieving their goals <sighs> in anything, but especially in online business. It's having an idea and thinking about their idea and loving their idea and researching their, their idea and taking courses about their idea and telling their friends about their idea. And that's it. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. That idea turns into nothing because they do not sit down and actually put a website together, actually start making content, put a YouTube channel, learn how to do it, find right. the right coach. It, no one is going to do this for you. And I think it's easy for people to see someone like yourself. You got this beautiful setup with your your podcast. You got this great team, this huge vision for what you're doing. And they think, oh man, it must be nice to be Jason, right? right. It right. must be nice to be Jason, right? Because you just have this beautiful setup where everything looks clean and you know, you got the bokeh effect behind you where you, you know, the books are faded and I, I'm trying to pick out what are they, but I can't really tell because it's so professional. Well, you did that, right? right? You had to make that happen. Nobody did that for you. And if they did, it's because you led the process of right. making that happen. So I think when people want it badly enough and yeah. are willing to do the work and identify the skill that they have and and avail themselves to the right resources, then yes, anyone can do it. Long answer to a simple question. Oh, no, that's so good. You said so many things where I just got things going off. I mean, I just read the other day, there's like 3.2 million podcasts and 90% of them didn't get past 20 episodes, mm -hmm. you know? So people just, you know, just, they just give up and they just kind of go, wait a minute. I mean, I, I, I don't know how many times, you know, it's happened to me just a really tiny, quick story. Sorry. But uh, last no. week I, I had a Facebook post on my personal page, just blow up, you know, for like a couple weeks beforehand, I'm crying to my team. They're laughing at me now about other things, but I'm crying to the team and I'm like, okay, you know, my post not. And then all of a sudden one day, this post that I just legitimately just shared a quote from someone else. It was just an image. 325,000 impressions, a thousand shares, you know, a thousand, hundreds of comments. I'm like, what just happened here? You know, yeah. people just give up way too soon. And I love, I love what you said about that. Because that's the illusion about speaking from behind a screen, right? We think everything looks so great from behind the screen, but then if you get <laughs> on the other side, I, I don't know, you know, I'm in the season of, you know, being a business owner where, you know, I'm going to bed at night going, okay, <laughs> like this many clients, this is what, this is what's going to happen. You know, all these things are going to have to, you know, happen. But let's transition then into you've, you've got your, you found your skill, you've got your niche, you've put it online. 
what are ways to get people to find you? You know, how, how can you be found then attract people and build your platform? Yeah. So it's, it's actually a, and I, th I think I want to comment on one of the things you just said, because it actually helps to answer this question. That Facebook post that went viral, that got 300,000 impressions, a thousand shares, had you not posted, it wouldn't have gone viral. Correct? Correct. Well, right. Okay. Yeah. So, but, and here's the thing, none yeah. of us can predict what goes viral and what doesn't, what gets mm. traction and what doesn't. So the, the reach and the impact comes from the consistency and the, the, really the system. If you have a system for developing content, and I don't know if that came from a system or if it was just a spur of the moment, but you have a habit of posting things and some of them do really well and some of them don't, but it's the aggregate of everything. And I think the yep. reason why a lot of so people good. give up after 20 episodes or 20 videos is because number one, they didn't realize how much work it was going to be because it looks easy. Right. And, and number two, they, they were unwilling to accept that nobody cares about you. Nobody yep. cares about you until you have proven that there's something that I, I, I was listening. I was washing my car yesterday. I was listening to this book by uh, Donald Miller called Marketing Made Simple. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. Great book. In this book, he said that basically people are trying to figure out how to survive and thrive in life. And they only care about you and your product and your brand to the extent that they realize it's going to help them do one of those two things, survive mm. or thrive. So they don't care about your story. They don't care. And it's not that they're selfish. We're all this way. We're all right. like life is, it goes by way too fast. We can't pay attention to everything and everybody. And so we're looking for who's going to help me to survive and thrive. So when it comes to like growing a platform, I, w the way I did it was at least the, the, the path that I've taken now is I think YouTube a combination of YouTube long form uh, that also serves as a podcast, right? So, it, you know, it's it's a video on YouTube, but you can take the audio and, and put it on a podcast as well. And then from that long form, breaking it down into short form content and sharing that. If you're going to do one thing, it, in most cases, YouTube is going to be YouTube long form. If you can't do anything else, if you're just getting started and you're just like, I have to start somewhere. The power of YouTube is that if you're doing content that helps people with a skill, which is mm. usually what I'm helping people do, people that are going to eventually turn their content into courses and information products, YouTube is the best place because people go to YouTube and they put in, how do I blank? Right. You know, they're searching. Whereas TikTok, I love TikTok, but it's a passive experience. So if mm -hmm. something comes on, my, comes on my For You page, I may or may not be in the space to even receive it. So there's some barriers that have to happen between going, you know, scrolling on on TikTok and then moving over and looking through that person's profile, then clicking on their link in bio, then getting their lead magnet. It's just a lot of steps. Right. Whereas on YouTube, it's like uh, people have sought this out. And so the path that I take is content that always has a clear call to action. And mm. this, by the way, is the biggest differentiator between uh, my business not getting traction for a long time and now getting traction and, and converting a lot of leads. And it's my content used to be dead end. What I mean yeah. by that, and this is, this could be the case with a podcast. It could be the case with a YouTube channel. It could be the case with anything where you finish the the video and you, and this is what I did for years, a couple of years on preaching donkey. Hey everybody. Thanks for watching today. 
See you in the next video, right? No call to action, no like uh, invitation for them to go deeper with me. Just hope to see yeah. you back here, right? And the chances of somebody coming back to your YouTube channel or your website or whatever are, I just, it's not a risk I'm willing to take. I want to invite that person to go further. Wow. So now instead of dead end content, my content is bridge content. So the purpose of my content is to meet someone at the, I, I want to be on the other end of whatever problem they have. They go to YouTube and they search, how do I make money online? Is passive income, you know, does it work? Or on the preaching donkey side of things, how, you know, I got a sermon to write. What do I do? Uh, yep. How do I make a sermon outline? What are some ideas for sermon illustrations? I want them to find me. I want to help them solve that problem. And then I want to invite them to go even deeper with me, get on my email list through my lead magnet, which is another value add. I'm giving them something in exchange for that. Yep. And then from there, they're in a process where I can offer them even more wow. um, help, paid content, things like that. Yeah. So I think, I think the, your content has to be focused on how do I, and what, what I, what I suggest that people do is take like the big niche that you have, right? Like the, not the big niche, but like, let's say the overarching kind of theme of what you do. So like in pre the case of preaching donkey, it's, I help preachers with how to preach more effectively, more clearly. That's mm. kind of the overarching theme. Within that, I have categories that make it simpler for me to like make content around this. Around this, so under that, I have like sermon preparation. That's a category, or I call it a bucket. Uh, sermon delivery, right? So how I actually yep. preach it—that's a bucket. Church leadership is another bucket because preaching and leadership are very intertwined. You use one to do the other. So sermon prep, sermon delivery, church leadership. Then I have another bucket that's called lessons for pastors, and this is like. If there's a scandal in a, in a well-known church, if there's something that happens in this space that's newsworthy, I want to kind of give comment to that, and that helps to kind of grow my audience. I consider that discovery content. So when I sit down to plan, I'm looking at these four buckets, and I'm saying, I need about 10 ideas for sermon prep. I need about 10 ideas for sermon delivery, 10 ideas on leadership, and then the lessons for pastors come as, you know, you can't predict what scandal is going to break out. I just checked Christianity Today every day and Relevant Magazine or whatever right. else. Um, but what that does is it it helps me so that my content every week is touching on another another aspect of another angle of this. Mm -hmm. And so as people watch it, I'm inviting them to come into my, my email list, again, by offering something of value. And then from there, um, you know, it goes where it goes. My goodness, I, I I shot for the stars a little bit in the content questions I sent you because we, we we're about halfway through and we've you know used up the time that I told you we would be apart. So we definitely gotta you know figure out a another podcast we do episode a part two or something. Yeah, sorry, absolutely. I, I get I get super uh, long winded in the stuff. So sorry. No, if I, went I, too I love it though. I mean, I literally took a page and a half of notes. Because, I mean, this is just incredible. Just the last question, and then I'll ask you a couple of rapid fire and, and we'll close up. But as, as more and more people are learning to speak from, from behind screens, I mean, you, you keep learning, you're growing, you know, you've done this now for a bunch of years. Do you have any advice for the, the brand new person as they're getting comfortable with speaking from behind a screen? Anything that you would tell them? Well, two things. One, you just have to do it. And you're gonna you're gonna be awful at first, um, unless you're just some kind of freak of nature where you just have this innate skill 
Um, I remember when I first started on on YouTube, I I would watch these YouTube videos that look amazing, that have you know great backgrounds, great cameras, great sound, and I go, okay, I, I want to do that. And then I would set up what I thought was going to look like that <laughs> and sound like that, and it was just awful. I'm and I would think, why can't I produce something that looks like that? Well, then I just had to train myself. I had to you know, use things like think media and video creators and mm. all, all the video influencers. Like those are some of the channels that I went to and just said, okay, what mic should I buy? What camera should I buy? And over time you, you get better technically and you get better just learning how to look into a lens and yep. imagine that it's a person you're talking to. Right. Yep. And, and that's a skill that has to be developed. But I find that if, if you go to preaching, preaching donkey on YouTube, sort by oldest videos, watch the first few, you'll feel better about it because they were absolutely horrible. Horrible. I looked bad. I sounded bad. I was awkward on camera, but I pulled the trigger. And that's the thing. You yeah. just have to do it. Uh, Sean Candle says your first videos are your worst videos. And he also says you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. Mm. And I don't think I'm great by any means. I have a long, long way to go. And I hope, I really hope that a year from now, I'll look back on the videos that I'm putting out right now and I'll cringe because yeah. I'll be so much better a year from now. Yeah. And a year after that, you get the idea, like we're constantly yep. improving. But I wasn't willing to accept a mediocre existence where I felt trapped in a job. And I remember talking, I know that we're, we're I don't want to go too too late here, but I remember talking to a guy that I worked with at a, at a church and he was miserable, felt trapped. I was in my 20s. He was in his 40s, late 40s, 50s. And I remember him saying like, gosh, I'm just miserable here. And I said, have you ever thought about just quitting or going somewhere else? And he goes, no, I can't. I have nowhere else to go. I don't know any other skills. I've never done anything else. This is what I've done for 35 years. He said, I'm, I'm just... And I remember as a like 26-year-old thinking... Not I, <laughs> I am going to learn, I'm going to learn something so yep. that I don't, so that I'm not just at the whim of some, you know, miserable boss that just happens to, uh, to be in my, my, you know, that I happen to be subject to. So for me, the pain of putting out a video that's like not good, but yeah. doing it anyway, having things that I look back on that I'm kind of embarrassed about all reading comments from people who are will say you know the meanest stuff the, the meanest stuff none of it none of it uh matters i mean none of it's enough to take this dream away from me where i can like you said in a week just say we don't want to live in tennessee anymore let's go live where we vacation yep and we just did it wow and you know, I work as uh, as much or as little as I want. Last year, I took all of July off, half of August, half of September, and all of December. So a collect a collective like three months off. And because I can make my content in advance, and I have a virtual assistant, I and when I say off, I mean off. Like I don't even think about my business. It's just, it's running out apart from me, and that's a level of freedom that you would never have for the most part in a, in a nine to five, I'd never had that as a pastor. I would take one week off and feel guilty about it. Yep. Come back to a pile of work and a bunch of problems. And, yeah. um, so yeah, I wouldn't trade this for any amount of, Oh, this is hard or, Oh, this is awkward or, Oh, this feels cringy. I don't care. I don't care because I'm going after something that's worth more than all those things. Ah, oh, man. I love it. Okay. 
Uh, let's before we let you go, let's do just a couple rapid fire questions. Get our our listeners to kind of keep going you uh, knowing you. But is there an online entrepreneur, a YouTuber, you know, someone in your you know um, neck of the woods that you? I mean, they they just inspire you. Like they're they're who you're looking to and learning from. Yeah, so Graham Cochran would be a huge one. You know, he he was one of the first people that I found that I had looked at a million people. Pat Flynn, I, I mean, so many, so many names of people that people that you would know, people that are more obscure, and so many different models. But I found him, and I was like, okay, this this is doable. This yeah. is this is doable. So he's one. Uh, of course, Pat Flynn was a huge person. Sonny Leonard Doozy back in the day. Tim Schmoyer. Uh, of of Tim you know Schmoyer. YouTube yeah. name, um, there is you know and and there's there's a shifting list of people. If I, right now, I would say Alex Hermosi is lighting oh, up my yeah. my world. Donald Miller, um, so there's just you know yeah. I try to learn from a lot of different Matt McWilliams when it comes to affiliate marketing. So there's a lot of people uh, I that it. I that I look to. Yeah, Jason Rates. <laughs> Well, thank you, and we'll we'll put a we'll put links to all those uh, creators in there because yeah, every single one. Is there a podcast right now that is just kind of your your constant? You'd recommend this podcast to other other leaders, other entrepreneurs. You know, I don't know about podcasts because I'm I'm way more into right now audiobooks and and just YouTube. So like yeah. anything Alex Hormozzi puts out, I'm watching it on YouTube. But in terms of listening content. I've kind of um, just gotten out of the habit of podcasts, but like there are certain eBooks that I've listened to multiple times mm. and like, like marketing made simple, the yep. hundred million dollar offers, um, the, the, the millionaire fast lane. That's a, that's a great one. It's a little mm. older. It's about 10 years old, but it's just his whole thesis in that book is get rich quick is is not as scammy as it sounds get rich easy is not possible get rich mm. quick is definitely possible and he talks about how people try to slow down the wealth building process and they miss out on where they could be really really accelerating their wealth very quickly so i love um, it yeah yeah we'll make sure we we link to all of those and last question you talked a little bit about in the beginning but favorite family you know things so far about your move to florida you know, honestly, and this is th this sounds like so uh, whatever, but we just love going to the beach, man. Like as yep. much as we possibly yep. can. We live three miles from it, and uh, when the kids come home from school, sometimes we'll go. We'll go on Sundays a lot with people from our church. You know, after church, we'll go in the afternoon or Saturdays, and we love all the beaches here. The beaches here have like dune lakes that are attached to them, and there's this ecological wow. kind of exchange between wow. the water and the. The, the water, the sand is like, it's white sand because of all the quartz. Mm. And so it's, you know, it's white sand, this emerald green, bluish, clear water. It's just, it's delightful. Dang. I love everything about it. And um, yeah, I mean, a lot of people talk about, oh, you won't go to the beach if you live there. Well, so far, <laughs> go, I love go it. quite a bit. I so, love it. You, you have provided, I mean, just an amazing amount of such richness and wisdom and insight. I, I mean, I cannot thank you enough. Before I let you go, could you just point us to the best place where our listeners can find you online, resources, all that kind of stuff? Yeah. So everything is at lanesebring.com. So lane like a street, Sebring like the car, unfortunately. Um, but <laughs> it's a fine automobile. I mean, Michael Scott drove it. but yeah, Michael lane Scott made it, made it famous. Yeah, lanesebring.com slash super simple. 
So it's the super simple guide to your first $500 online. Kind of maps out everything that I've talked to, kind of puts it on paper for you and shows you first do this, then do this, then do this. Makes it simple. And it's a great place to start. So lanesebring.com slash super simple. I love it. Well, Lane, thank you again. So, you know, so appreciate, so value your time. And to our listeners, especially if you are a pastor or a ministry director or a teacher, I really do highly recommend uh, Lane's books. I, I have read them, used them. And if you are interested in, you know, building an online platform, you know, please do check out lanesebring.com. Again, thank you so much for being a, a regular part of the Speak With People podcast. Before you do go, I want to make sure you know about two things. The first is our community group. If you're looking to continue growing your communication, you want to know how to communicate better as a leader, go to our Facebook community group, Speak With People community group. Just go to facebook.com, type in Speak With People community group, and every single day there's a different post or an encouraging video or a poll uh, where we're trying to curate information and help each other grow as communicators. And then if you want to continue growing your public speaking skills, I really do think coaching is one of the best ways to do that. We would love to come alongside of you and help you reach your goals as a public speaker. Just head to speakwithpeople.com slash coaching and you'll find all the information there about how we can uh, partner together and you can dis uh, schedule a discovery call. Thanks again so being a, uh, for being a part of the podcast. We are so appreciative of every single listen and share and review. Again, this podcast exists because our words matter and we believe that healthy communication is oxygen to your relationships and your leadership. So whether you communicate one-on-one -on -one, to a team from a stage or from behind a screen, we really hope that you were inspired today to communicate in healthy ways because you really can change your world with your words. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.